Watch How We Walk is now one of my favorite books of the year, a debut novel from Jennifer Lovegrove. The story revolves around a girl named Emily who grows up in a strict Jehovah's Witness family. Her dad is desperate to become one of the model Jehovah families within the community. And while Emily is as naive as any young girl is, her older sister Lenora has grown into this rebellious teenager. And that pushback from Lenora starts to break down everything Emily's learned about life so far and, and starts to tear the family apart. Uh, Jennifer joins me on the line. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Now, you grew up as a Jehovah's Witness yourself? I did. Uh, how strict was your family? Um, I, I know think that as... the book is not autobiographical. Yeah. My own family, I think, was as strict or not as any other family in that religion, which is quite strict with sort of the exception that my mother's side of the family was not involved in that religion. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we would get the odd sort of treat around Christmas, (laughs) that kind of thing, um, with with her side of the family, which we would kind of keep on the down low. But otherwise, no, it's a very very strict, isolated religious culture. There's no, like, wishy-washy part of it. I mean, not really, no. It's pretty black and white. So what do you remember, some of the key things that you remember that stood out uh, that, you know, was sort of different about your experience at home and at school from uh, others, you know, for someone who isn't a Jehovah's Witness, doesn't know what it's like? Mm, You stand out a lot in uh, primary school and high school, although uh, by high school I had left it, but definitely um, myself, other people from this religion as well. We have pretty strong memories, I think, from primary school because you know, you're you're very young, and you you are you, you stand out because, especially growing up, sort of in the 80s and stuff, there was the Lord's Prayer, Bible reading, national anthem, all that at the beginning of the school day, which we were definitely not allowed to participate in whatsoever. And in fact, we'd have to remove ourselves from the classroom, stand out in the hallway while all that was taking place. And of course, generally, kids who are standing out in the hallway are the ones that got in trouble. So the you know the other kids are always like, well you get in trouble every day? What's wrong with you? Why are you standing out here? And, you know, you, you feel self-conscious. So definitely kids growing up um, def- feel that sort of um, way of standing out. But not only that, with not celebrating holidays like Christmas, Halloween, birthdays, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, you're, you're removing yourself from activities around that in the school culture as well. So pretty much every week you're going to stand out from your classmates about something. And, and that's hard for a lot of kids. What, do you remember what you thought about that uh, as a kid? Was it just something that you accepted then? Yeah, because I grew up with it from school age on, I was pretty used to it. It's not always fun, and sort of for shyer kids, it's maybe harder. Um, but, I mean, you you don't really miss what you don't have, and you just sort of get used to things, and you develop your, your ways of communicating this information to your, to your teachers and fellow students and uh, yeah, uh, you, hmm. you just kind of you just get used to it and adapt. Now, I know that you didn't know anything else at that age, but how do you think it did affect your growing up? Mm, that's a good question. That's that's a really hard one for me to answer, and I've thought hmm. about this a lot because, you know, you only have one one childhood, so I, I'm not sure how I would be otherwise. But uh, I was recently um, doing some post for the National Post Afterward blog. And one of the things that I talked about on that was how maybe that upbringing influenced me as a writer. And one of the things I said that it it did is sort of equip me with a built-in persecution complex um, because you you always do feel like there is adversity. I mean, that's very much a 
large part of this religion is an us-against-them sort of culture that pervades. So um, you you definitely kind of feel like there's a constant adversity, and then you just meet it with as much stoicism as you can. And uh, I think that definitely has helped me as a writer, for sure, getting used to rejection as you send your work out. Um, and I think it sort of got me used to feeling like a bit of an outsider. And as I became a teenager, as pretty much all teenagers do, you start to embrace an outsider status or, or seek it out. So I think maybe it influenced me in that way. Um, as well, to this day, I still don't know the words to Christmas carols. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Something that, you know, other people don't even think about, right? And you take for granted, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I'm sure it's influenced me in a whole lot of other ways. Um, growing up in a very sort of isolated community is definitely an environment in which a lot of gossip can pl- proliferate. And I think that's helpful for, for writers. <laughs> yeah. What is your relationship with your parents like now, all these years later? Um, well, part of the reason that I had left the religion in my early teens was because my mother did. Yeah. So um, definitely we came to bond over that in later later life. Um, so our relationship is pretty good. We're fairly close. We talk a lot. Um, but as far as I know, my father is still, like, they did divorce after, mm-hmm. after she left, uh, a while after. Um, as far as I know, he is still deeply involved with it. I haven't heard otherwise, but we're not close. We don't talk very often, and we haven't in years. Now, you were 14, I believe, when you decided to sort of leave uh, yeah. or push away from, from the religion. I mean, how did that sort of come about? Uh, it was pretty undramatic. It wasn't like I had developed some keen critical thinking skills and started to doubt the doctrine and do research and disprove beliefs. It wasn't anything as intellectually glamorous as that. Um, it was sort of that classic thing, my parents aren't getting along. Do I stay with this one? Do I go with this one? And, you know, you're 13, 14. You don't really get along with either of your parents at that age. So I didn't feel like I needed to make a choice in that respect. But you know, my friend was, my closest friend was a Jehovah's Witness. Mm -hmm. And so that was motivation, you know. But then, as often you do as teens, again, uh, we had a big falling out. And I don't even remember what it was about at this point. But, you know, when I didn't have her as my best friend anymore, I kind of lost my motivation (laughs) to keep going. Um, So yeah, really just the loss of, of faith was sort of collateral damage at that point. It wasn't a great religious epiphany at all. Um, I think when kids are a little bit older, they might develop more strong beliefs in the actual dogma itself. But at that age, you know, I, it was just how I grew up. So I didn't really lose sort of any beliefs in that yeah. respect. It was more, well, I don't feel like going because I don't have my friend to sit with and giggle with and pass notes with anymore. Now, you now call yourself an atheist. Yes, which is a complete U-turn. Uh, I mean, what was it that made you, uh, you know, sort of entirely turn your back on religion now? Oh, probably growing up with it so yeah. strongly a force in my life is is probably a large part of it. But I think just being a, a very critical thinker, it's just it doesn't make sense to me, scientifically and otherwise. Just yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. And uh, have you heard from any uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, who've read your book? Um, current or former? I would say current. Like, I just, I, you know, what do you, what I want to know is, like, what do you think they would think of the book if they read it? Oh, they wouldn't like it. No, uh, I don't think it paints the religious, yeah. community, that particular, the Jehovah's Witness community in a very good light. Um, I haven't heard from any directly, uh, with the exception of, 
sort of a um, the National Post blog piece that I did about growing, like that was about my experiences growing up as a Jehovah's Witness, not about the characters in the book. Um, and yeah, there are, there are comments mm-hmm. <laughs> below the article proliferating from uh, lots of current, angry current Jehovah's Witnesses and appreciative former Jehovah's Witnesses. And they're arguing amongst themselves now. Jennifer, thank you so much. Thank you.